Guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, we're back. It's gonna be a different week again this week, guys. Just want to give you a heads up. There's a lot of shit going on. I got a brand new computer that's gonna make me do amazing things. Uh, well, it's it's a tool, so hopefully I do amazing things on it, I guess. But it's gonna cut my time in like half on rendering and all this other stuff. So I'm super fucking excited. And for those of you who are, you know, following the stream and stuff, it's going to be nice. It's going to be super nice. Real nice. Yeah. (laughs) I might do a video of the computer in, like, the room if I can get this fucking place to look nice. So Right. (laughs) (laughs) But to give you guys an idea, today we are going to be talking about a woman in horror movie month that we picked but it's also a combo because it's also Black History Month, and we wanted to honor it for this as well. In fact, the day that we're recording this is technically Black History Month for the Women in Horror Month Challenge. Uh, if you haven't already, you can check out Mark Doubt's article that he wrote about the movie Abby from 1974, which is a black exploitation film um, that was like The Exorcist, but they called it The Black Exorcist. So it's a really interesting read. You should check it out. Also, Kyle did a review on a trauma movie called Hectic Knife, and watching the trailer alone is just bad shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> as most trauma movies are, but yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't checked those out, you should check them out. Subscribe to our news and reviews. It's always going to be updated with new stuff all the time. We've been really busy with it. But the movie that we're going to be talking about today is none other than Gothica. And that movie is with Haley Berry and uh, numerous other people. Um, we mentioned this in the last episode, but there's not very many black female leads in horror movies. So we wanted to focus on one title that was kind of a different title than we would normally pick. And Brittany and I agreed on Gothica. So, yep. But uh, it's kind of an unsung hero for I... women in, in horror general in general. Yep. I agree. But how have you been, and how's everything going with you? I've been fantastic. 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 I haven't done anything interesting this week, unfortunately. Really? Not yet, but fantastic. What do you mean? Oh, I I didn't. We didn't get to go to wrestling on Monday, so. Yeah, but I saw all those. You were out and about doing stuff, fun stuff, I think. What did I do? I don't know. I thought I saw photos up. Maybe I was wrong. Oh, well, I was supposed to have a photo shoot last week, but that didn't work out. Oh, so. that's what I was thinking, maybe. And then I just yeah. went to the club looking like an asshole, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I guess that's not that far out of the ordinary <laughs> for me. <laughs> so, that was fun. Yeah? Yeah, and then we, Saturday, well, Saturday night, we went out to um, 
Shadow Play at Rips, which is like a eighties. Oh, of, goth industrial. Like, goth night, I guess. It's not really. It's 80s not really goth. industrial it's, anymore. It's like uh, eight, there's eighties goth, new wave, like all whatever. It's mostly eighties music. Yeah, like it's it it's pretty much the revival of goth. Yeah, but it's and fun. Indep- and, and, and uh, independent music sort of. Yeah, then we went back to our friend Josh's house that we haven't seen in forever, and just kind of chilled there. And I fell asleep on his couch. That's all I remember. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, I'm done, dude. I fell. Asleep. Yeah, well, it was like three thirty in the morning. I'm like. I'm done. Right. So, but yeah, we were supposed to go hiking tomorrow for Mouse's birthday. Yeah, I was wondering about that. But it's going to be snowing, so we can't go hiking. It's fucking cold out right now. It's glorious. Like, the weather is fantastic, but... It's normally it's, not like that here in Arizona, guys, so... Yeah, it's like a weird cold snap, but it's... I think it snowed there today, and it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Like, the high, last I checked, the high in Flagstaff tomorrow is 29. Oh, man. So, we're not going to... Like, when we were going to hike this, like, lava cave... And shit. Yeah. You're not fucking hiking that. A lava cave. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. The lava chute. It'll basically be like yeah. ice everywhere and we'll just fall and die. So it's not going to happen. Dude, we went out for a cigarette right before we recorded. And I was freezing. like, Jesus Christ. It's fucking cold in here. <laughs> I was fucking shivering. We're outside. <laughs> we're in, but, from Arizona, guys. You got to understand. We're not used to this kind of thing. Yeah. So, but, um,. But yeah, I haven't really been doing too too much. I you know I've been keeping up with my um, action horror. I finished all of the Lethal Weapon series. Uh, I am now going to move on to the Boys Last Boy Scout. Excellent. <laughs> I watched. We watched the Ritual. That was really. Cool. I heard it was good. It's I. The story is really interesting. It's really creepy and everything like that. Um, the creature in it is amazing. Uh, it's really different. Um, I wish they would have showed a little bit more of it. The ending kind of bothered me just a little, but it was kind of cool in the same regard. So I thought it was a good movie. So a lot of people are fucking going nuts over it. Yeah, it's the general general consensus I've seen right now is everybody going batshit. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't. I wasn't like you know freaking or out about it. Like, yeah, I wasn't coming to my mouth about it. You know. <laughs> It's talent. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it is good. I mean, I'm glad to see that they, they dipped into horror a little bit more. But, yeah. So, oh, and I almost forgot. We actually have stickers now from our good friends at Jars from Mars. You guys can check out the link below or check our social media for that. It's an Etsy account. You can also add them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but they made BTV logo stickers that says BTV. We have about 15 different colors that you can pick from and three inches to 10 inches, guys, of a sticker that you can put on the back of your car, your laptop, wherever. But uh, the money that we're raising for this will go to be split between us uh, to help keep the podcast on. So she's going to keep these up. And I hope you guys can check them out and check out some of her other stickers. She's got bands, movies, different pop culture references and things like that. But it's really it's actually pretty cool, guys. So and the stickers are really nice. So check that out. And uh, thank you so much, Neva, from Jars from Mars. Thank you, guys. And uh, I think it might be that time, Brittany. No. Oh, yes. (laughs) Horse shots! So in the movie Gothica, guys, there was a specific thing that happened with a tattoo. Uh, It was very a big 
key piece to the mystery thriller horror movie that it is. Uh, and it was a tattoo of Anima Sola, which is actually uh, a thing we'll describe in the trivia of the movie a little bit more. Uh, but it is technically a tattoo of someone praying for somebody in purgatory with flames all around them. So Brittany came up with a pretty good idea and she decided that we would add one ingredient. But we won't tell you what that is. I'm just a genius. Um, makes sense. Everybody right? at home probably already knows. They're probably just like, well, duh. Yeah, that would make how, sense. How, how you guys smart aren't you guys that be? creative. Not, yeah, smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking a Anima Sola shot. And the three ingredients that we put in this is Jim Beam. You put a fourth a shot of Jim Beam, a fourth a shot, an amaretto liqueur, and one of our all-time favorites that made someone puke on the podcast. <laughs> Wasn't me. Yeah, it was Mike. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Woo! second one to pop. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's uh, not gonna be I me. can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Hopefully well, soon. It won't be me. So I think be we've you. been just getting better at mixing drinks, so it's not going to happen. But well, I'm also we're adults, and can, I'm just kidding, Mike. <laughs> oh! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't, uh, actually didn't mean it that way. But no, I was like, no, oh, no, dude. If he's listening. He's it was think fucking I'm radio gold, man. He loved it. We loved it. But we I thought it was even, hilarious. I wasn't even referring to him though. I was like, shit. I have to preface this. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean you. <laughs> no, we love you, Mike. Um, <laughs> He's going to punch me in the face now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the third and final ingredient of the Jim Beam, one-fourth, the Amaretto liqueur, one-fourth, and the half a shot of Fireball. Woo! That's a secret. <laughs> That's my creative genius plotting. So we went ahead and did it early so we don't have to, like, I don't have to edit this whole goddamn thing up. Like We went ahead and did it early. It's full, full, full frontal. Oh, wow. That's like almost perfect. Holy shit. I am proud of you, Alex. <laughs> He's patting himself on the back. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Who's a good, a good boy? boy? Who's a good boy? As Murray comes in. Who's a good boy? <laughs> Murray's like, Murray. hi, I, I'm the good boy. I'm the good boy. You got my toy, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Hi. Anyway, so uh, what what do we cheers to? Like To Murray. Just cheers. Cheers, bitch. All right, to Gothica. It's not bad. I like it. It's actually pretty smooth. I like it actually, it, a lot. it like it kind of like uh, mellows out the fireball a little bit. Fireball's I mean, you're gonna mellow. the the fireball is gonna be strong, but it mellows it out enough that it's not like Ugh! like I don't know how to explain it. It's just enough. I think it's that amaretto. That's <laughs> yeah, good though. So if you guys would love to try an animal solo shot from the movie Gothica. <laughs> All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots right, right now. now. But other than that, that's it for horror shots. <laughs> so we found and searched the internet for wonderful news about horror. This just in. It's the fucking news! Here is the fucking news. Okay, guys, so we got a little extra news for you today. There was actually a lot of really interesting things that happened, a lot of release dates, a lot of different stuff that's coming out. We kind of grabbed a mixed bag of it all. So uh, first of all, I 
posted about this recently, but Dread Central actually picked up a movie called Extremity, and it's from the guy who did the Clive Barker short story into a film called Dread. It's Anthony DeBlasi. He also did the movie Last Shift, which I always highly recommend to people. If you guys have not seen Last Shift and you are into supernatural sort of spooky stuff and even particularly Satanism and shit like that, like this is, and like cults, this movie's awesome. So they're picking this up from the same director. I'm extremely excited about this because it's going to be released later this year as part of the Epic Pictures Dread Central Presents line. So they're really stepping up their game, I guess, when they got bought out by the company. I can't remember the name. Uh, They really amped things up. Um, Which, by the way, I got to mention this. I love the Dread Central website, but God damn, man, when I have to click on continue reading after waiting like five minutes, it really pisses me off. And I understand <laughs> you got to raise money for this stuff, but fucking Christ, I love you guys. Clickbait. Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> but they're going to be putting it out in the uh, select theaters, and they were also going to be doing it on VOD and Blu-ray. Um, David Bond produced the movie with Corrine Ferguson, and the script is based on concepts by Scott Swan, and the cast is headed by Dana Christina Chad Rook, Playboy and Sports Illustrated cover model Ashley Smith, and her first feature, Jay LaRose from the Insidious and Saw franchises, Amina Tamite from Meatball Machine Kodoku, Sweet. <laughs> and cult gore filmmaker Yoshiro Nishimura, who's from Tokyo Gore Police and Helldriver, who also created the special makeup effects uh, in this movie. So Simon Sace, who constructed the Hellraiser puzzle box, the Lament Configuration, to be more accurate. Um, and Decker's Mask for Nightbreed crafted Extremity's horrific masks. So the official synopsis describes Extremity as a psychological journey, stylized and surreal, based on the latest craze captivating horror junkie audiences. Extreme Haunts, Allison is an emotionally troubled young woman in her 20s who believes that confronting her trauma might be a means of exercising her demons. Exercise the demons. Anyway, she signs up for a trip to the perdition in which she, the only certainty is the promised experience of absolute, unadulterated terror. But the most purely frightening thing on display will prove to be Allison's own twisted psyche. Which I think is pretty cool, and it's very similar to the concept of Dread. Have you seen the movie Dread? Have you read the Clive Barker short story? Uh, can't say that I have. Dread was in a book, and I can't remember if it was the first or the second one. If you guys are book nerds out there and you love uh, short stories, I highly recommend getting the uh, Splatterpunk novels one and two. I fucking love them. All some of the best writers in there with their short stories, and these are some really fucked up stories. And Dread was a story about a guy who is in college trying to make his final you know thesis and everything to basically graduate and get maybe a a fucking job a grant (laughs) sorry so he basically tries he he coaxes his buddy into this and some other random girl who this other guy likes etc to basically tell everybody to tell them their fears and what they are and he feels that he can cure somebody by scaring the fucking shit out of them basically 
and really, he's not really trying to cure them. He's just getting off on scaring people. One of the people is like locked in a room with a fucking slab of meat that's rotting for weeks on end, and she ends up having to eat the rotted meat. She's a vegetarian. Aww. Like, it's really interesting. I think it's a, a really underrated movie. Uh, it's an independent fic, flick, but uh, the book is really great. I, I highly recommend you reading the short story from the Splatterpunk novels and then watching the movie because it's very good. It's actually really, they did a really good job for the movie. Um, also in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, Alex, guess what? What? <laughs> One of my favorite shows that came out last year. What's that, Brittany? Year. It was two years ago now, technically. Fuck. What was that, Brittany? The Santa Clarita Diet. That's Overrated? What, You're an idiot. what? <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot, that's what. <laughs> Anyways, so Santa Clarita Diet is going to have a season two. <laughs> fucking quite obviously. Anyways, but the se- this series actually has a release date now, officially. Um, if you're not familiar with the series, I'm sorry that you're not. Yeah. Um, it stars Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. Um, it's kind of like a suburban zombie fucking, I don't know. It's a comedy. Comedy, yeah. yeah. Zomcom, I guess. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like It's a twist on it. It's fantastic, and it's funny, and I love Drew Barrymore, so I don't care what anybody says. You can fucking fight me over it. <laughs> um but the season two of Santa Clarita Diet will officially be hitting Netflix streaming on March 23rd. Happy belated birthday to me. Thank you, Netflix. I appreciate it. I will binge watch the fuck out of it and yeah. finish it in one day just like I did the first uh, Dude, season. as soon as it comes out, I'm going to watch something else. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait, guys. No, I'm excited for you that like it, but I really just thought it was networky garbage with like a twist. You can eat a dick. I just didn't like it. I liked no, everyone okay. involved. Not everybody. Yeah. I liked the concept and all that. It just didn't get executed for me. Did you finish it, though? No, I didn't want to. Okay. I was turned off. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'd rather go watch, like, some crap. I'm, like, no. I'm sure you're not alone, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm, I'm hope, I hope you enjoy the second season, okay? We will. Like, back off. We will, Alex. <laughs> we will enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, Blair Witch might have another movie or series. Mm. Uh, it was announced that Why? there's a series in the works at Lionsgate. Apparently, Lionsgate is making some moves in the digital content space in their newly branded Studio L um, that Deadline reported on. The studio announced today their initial slate, which includes three features set to bow this spring, along with episodic projects in development. One such project, hiding deep within the story, is a series based on Eduardo Sanchez and Daniel Merrick's 1999 The Blair Witch Project, which spawned two sequels and a forthcoming documentary. So that'll be interesting. I'd, I'm actually more excited about the documentary. Same. And I'll tell you what, the new movie that they remade, uh, the one that they did with, um, what's his name from, uh, Adam Wingard. I thought that was good. Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett, I thought they did a really good job. Everybody gave it so much shit. I still think it's really good. I thought it was creepy, weird, and it was unique and different. Uh, yeah, they went up to the attic. That was dumb. That was a dumb move, but I guess it threw us for a loop. I still like the movie. The sound design in that movie is still by far some of the best sound design work I've ever heard. The creepiest shit, dude. Like, I kudos to them. Like, seriously. Like, if you've not seen... The, have you seen the new remake? No. Oh, dude, you need to. I think it's up on one of the websites. 
do I need to? You need to. <laughs> if you if you're expecting to be wild and like confused and I'm think not. it's real, <laughs> like the first Blair Witch, then you know lower your expectations. <laughs> but it's still really good in my opinion. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that that's uh, something yeah. that you'd be interested in? I'm th- meaning to watch it with Jenny because Jenny was big on Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. The original, obviously. So I like the original, I but it, it doesn't. I think knowing the truth now has kind of ruined that movie. I still own it because it's like a piece of history, yeah, and it's also it. like something. It's a it's nostalgia to me yeah. because of what I experienced. Um, did you go? Did you experience? I live twenty miles from the, where it supposedly took place, woods. and technically twenty miles from where it was shot. Show us on the doll where the witch touched you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right here. Right here. <laughs> she didn't stop until I came. Oh my god. <laughs> oh jeez, escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, also in the news, we got the Hunt Showdown video game that just came out. Uh, I didn't realize that it was going to be out on early access this past Friday, as quick as it was, or this past Thursday, I should say. They just dropped it up on Steam like immediately. I did play <laughs> this game on my computer, which is above average. It's an above average computer. <laughs> it's old as fuck and it's dying, and that's why I'm replacing it. But it's still above average what most people have, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Like most people don't have that. And it, it had a hard time running on it and it, it killed my computer, but my CPU's dying, so I blame it on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It like Put while in the middle of me streaming, it put me at a blue screen. But I'm not saying that that's going to happen for you guys. That's my own personal computer. Okay. It's called a PC for a reason. All right. Just calm down. Piece of crap. No, but uh, <laughs> honestly, like, even though that happened and I, it freaked me the fuck out for about three hours during a stream, uh, basically. It's out now. You can you could buy it early access for thirty bucks. It's going to eventually be like forty to sixty bucks, I'm sure. So you can jump on now as long as you don't mind them building it and trying to build the community for it. It's got a lot of people who are supportive of it. It is really awesome. It looks really pretty. Uh, they're optimizing it each day. They're really putting a lot of work into it. And it's it's the Crytek uh, uh, people, so you know they push the the graphics pretty high. So optimizing it comes second. <laughs> but I think if you have a decent computer or a newer computer, it should work. Uh, older computers, I'd be a little skeptical and might want to wait. So just a heads up. Also, Brittany had uh, one. Um, Blumhouse's Halloween guys has officially wrapped filming. That's right. You heard right. it correctly. And when's it coming out, Brittany? Well, there's no solid release date yet. But oh, yeah, it, there is. It's anticipated to be released on October 19th oh. of this year. It's not a solid release date yet, but that's about... the anticipation. I was going to say, it's. I'm pretty sure it's October 19th. It makes sense. I mean, it's wrapped now. They have enough time, I would feel like, to release they it. May push... But I don't know what all goes into making a movie. If John Carpenter does the music for it, they might push it back a little bit just for him, because I would. Uh, you better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hope... I hope that it comes out in Halloween because pushing it to like February would suck. Yeah. And I think that John Carpenter has been really behind this project. A lot of people surprisingly have been just like not extremely behind it. Um, No, a lot. Everyone's behind it, dude. Like it's technically supposed to be uh, what Halloween three was not. Yeah. What it should have been. Well, I still like that movie. (laughs) You pick on it, but you need to watch it again without the expectations of Michael Myers. Okay. 
But Nick Castle is going to be returning, and he even said that it's going to be as good as the first one. But, you know, I take that shit with a grain of salt. Jamie Lee Curtis has been talking it up a lot, too. So. Yeah, well, they're also paid. Yeah, and they want but... people to see it. And they have most people that are in the movie have no clue what it's going to be like until the it's end. done. Yeah, you don't know. Editing, After Effects, all that shit that you put into it, like everything that you do can change a movie drastically. So I'm going to wait till I see it to just jump on the bandwagon. But I'm still excited because it'll be interesting. It's first of all, it's super interesting. The people who made it happen. Mm. Like, what the fuck? What was this? Danny McBride? Like, what the fuck? Like, out of nowhere. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested. I've like, I don't actually have any apprehension towards them doing this. Right. Like with most other films I have. So sure. with this one, I'm like, no, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and I really love the original. Obviously, I love it. It's a fucking classic. And I wish people wouldn't keep fucking with it. But I feel like if they're going to do this the way that they should have done the third movie. Fine. Yeah. Give it a shot. I, I'm open to it. I mean, we'll see how it is. I mean, I, I mean, I liked Rob Zombie's like versions. I still liked it, too. I thought it was a little more brutal. I thought it that was, was kind of good. It was great. Some people didn't it, like that. They if, thought it was too, too much. But it fits more with the time. Like, I think so too. To now yeah. I didn't like the second one, but I love I love the first. I one. actually didn't mind the second. The second one. one was all right. It's just to me, it it really lost me because didn't I didn't have... I didn't like that whole end thing yeah. that they did. But but they didn't have the kid, so it killed me. It just I lost it lost me from the beginning. It didn't have yeah. the same ch- the same kid playing Michael Myers, so I was instantly well, I was like, grown up. I'm out. Also, in the biggest news this past week, I would say maybe for some, I think some are too young to know, but. Hashtag Fangoria Lives. Woo! And to give you guys a little bit of a credit towards somebody, before this even broke, our writer, Kyle Laugh, actually was looking at the website and noticing some weird shit going on. And he was just happened upon it and then started posting it everywhere. Like something's going on in Fangoria. Like, I don't know if they're like closing up shop for good or it's gone or what. And I kept joking with him like, it's a fucking virus, dude. What are you doing? You're you're going to get a virus on your computer. He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kyle pointed it out. And then literally the next day, um, Fangoria came out and uh, apparently has been bought by Sin State. And they plan to brand expansion into movies again, Uh, which, you know, say what you will. There are some good Fangoria movies. They aren't great, but I I, I think it's kind of cool, man. Like personally, Fangoria magazine was a huge thing for me as a kid. I loved it. It was expensive. I could never afford it as a kid. So every now and then when I would go to the shelf at the grocery store, because I hated going to the grocery store with my mom, I would run to get the fucking Fangoria magazine and I would look through it because I couldn't buy it. And I would just check it out and I would just get in like, oh, this is so cool. You know what I mean? I even still have like a huge stack of fucking Fangoria magazine. Yep. So it's it's coming back out, guys. Uh, a lot of people are behind it. I'm super excited for it. I'm going to be subscribed to it. Uh, I just got to. I, I think it's 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 sorely missed. When it died and went away, a piece of nostalgia and childhood died in a lot of people. And for all you young bucks out there, get your fucking education on with this magazine because this is these are the people that started a lot yep uh there were other magazines room org is a good magazine you know they weren't fangoria but i still like them room org is still around but fangoria i think there's room for it guys and i hope you guys support it like we do 
It's definitely well. They're still doing conventions and shit. Like they still sure. do FearCon. There's still a presence, but they finally got bought. I mean, it's not very good, but <laughs> yeah. we performed at it and it was pretty terrible. But well, I remember it's like you had the two months off, so you only got like ten magazines. Ten magazines a year. Yeah. I think it's like two there's or three like, months. Like three hundred issues total, or something, right? Or is, I think maybe there's more than that, but there may be. I, have, I, you can buy their back copies, but a lot of people sell them for like yeah. ridiculous. Well, they sums. have access now to like three hundred of them. Right. So. Well, I remember Fangoria tried to do like this online thing for a little while, like five years ago. Yeah. And it just it was like it's too late. It was just too little, too late, and it just didn't. There's something about holding that magazine and finding news about. St- stuff before it broke and i i'm assuming they're probably going to get a lot of exclusive stuff um and then they'll release it somehow in bits to kind of coax you into getting the magazine there's something about just flipping through the pages guys and just sitting there it's it's like this ownership in horror and i i don't know it's just you you can't replace it by looking in a fucking magic window yeah i miss magazines Uh, yeah magazines really just it's like it's like reading a book over a fucking you know, Kindle, you know, there's ownership over it. It just feels like it's there, mm-hmm. like you're a part of it. So anyway, I'll, I'll stop jerking off right now, but <laughs> I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are, too. What do you guys think about the news this week? Let us know in the comments below. But that's it for the news. Alright guys, so now it's time for us to do our very final Women in Horror Month and Black History Month combined into one movie of epic proportions. Or is it? We'll let you know here in a little bit, but this is our flesh and potatoes of Gothica. Potatoes with Gothica starring Haley Berry Hallie. or Halle Berry, whatever. Well, Halle Berry. <laughs> Dude, I used to have the biggest crush on her when Everyone she was in Boomerang. Oh, my God. I still have the biggest crush on her. I was so like, oh, my God, this woman is amazingly beautiful. She is. <laughs> she still is. Yeah, but I mean, there's just something about Boomerang. I don't know what it is, man. I was just like, holy shit. Jesus Christ. And then she did that thing with Billy Bob Thornton. Swordfish. Yeah. No, not Swordfish. Oh. It was that monster movie. Yeah, it was Monster's Ball. I apologize. Came out in 2001, about two years before Gothica came out. But that was a big, uh, big, big, big thing for um, everyone. I think a lot of people started liking Billy Bob Thornton. I think that's where Angelina Jolie was like, God, he's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, more on Gothica. It came out in 2003, November 21st. The story... And actually, let me let me preface this. Gothica, by the way, guys, is a situation in which someone sees or feels things that no one else does. And those who don't think those who can are crazy instead of actually seeing these events unfold when they're actually not crazy. So that is what Gothica. Word. Yeah. I didn't realize it was actually It's word. also spelled with a C instead of a K in this case. Right. Um, but the story is a repressed female psychiatrist wakes up as a patient in the asylum where she worked 
with no memory of why she is there or what she has done. It's directed by Matthew, uh, Matthew Kasovitz. He's a French director that is actually an actor that turned director in a way. Uh, he was in Emily as an actor. He was also directed the movie Babylon AD and Rebellion. He's not been in. He's not directed a lot of big money, uh, big money movies. Although Babylon AD pretty was pretty big, it wasn't a great movie, but uh, it was interesting. It was also written by Sebastian Gutierrez, who did Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, <laughs> Re- he did the remake of The Eye. He's uh, also working on the remake of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh dear lord! So he's helping write that. Um, the cast is Halle Berry. Uh, she plays Miranda Gray, Catwoman. She was in. Yeah. She was also in The Last Boy Scout, Boomerang, Bullsworth, X-Men movies. Like Storm. She's, she's Storm in all the movies. And she was in this movie that I really like that I think is very underrated and uh, unknown movie is called The Call, uh, which is pretty good, too. And she's been in a lot more, clearly. Also stars Penelope Cruz, who is Chloe in the movie. She is also in the movies Vanilla Sky, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, and Blow. Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie. He plays Pete Graham. I totally forgot he was in it. Yeah. He <laughs> like looks different, too. He looks weird. His eyes are weird. How? how? Like, I feel like he grew into his eyes. Was this, this was like, <laughs> this is like, like kind of new after he made a comeback right or he made like, a couple of comebacks because he had a lot of he like disappeared for a while he came back i, I don't remember he did the movie in dreams mm. uh and i can't remember if it was before or after i think that was his comeback movie trying to like age the time the timeline for him because it's 2003 so i'm like was this after he disappeared for a while or i, I think it happened a couple of times before, though or i don't know but yeah he looks really weird and i completely forgot he was in it and that right he was completely unremarkable to me because i did not remember him in it at all yeah, he's, he, of course, done Iron Man movies, The Avengers. He did that weird kind of thriller killer movie, which is called In Dreams, which I need to rewatch. Uh, he also was in Weird Science, Natural Born Killers, you name it. It's Robert Downey fucking Jr. You know right. who he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. If you've been living under a rock, go search these movies up. You probably still know him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Charles S. Dutton also stars in this movie. He plays Dr. Douglas Gray, uh, Haley's wife. Uh, he was in Alien 3, Cat's Eye, Crocodile Dundee 2, and Legion. I have a funny story real quick to add into that oh, what? with that actor. Mouse like, looked at me at one point and he was like, so is he like the director of this movie or something? And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, how the fuck did he get to be married to Halle Berry? <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird. In this movie, like, who the fuck cast him for this? Like, you know, this when character? I was, and I was w- like, when they kiss, I kind of was like, it's cringeworthy. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I wonder if she, but she went for well, it. Well, he she... like eats her face. It's fucking yeah. weird. He's like, well, I'm going to get one shot. I'm going to do it right. I'm, like, I'm doing it right. He's like, I'm getting in there. <laughs> like, motherfucking Barry. But that's what mouses are just like, how would that happen? <laughs> I was like, that's a valid question. <laughs> It also uh, uh, it also stars John John Carroll Lynch who plays Sheriff Ryan. He was in the movie the new movie called The Founder, American Horror Story as the clown and John Wayne Gacy. He is also in Channel Zero and he's also in one of my favorite movies is The Invitation by Karen Kusama, uh, which he plays one of the creepiest roles in that movie too. He's great. So it was like a perfect this is pre-invitation as well and I'm sure part of that this role probably played into why he got the invitation. Uh, the budget for this movie was $40 million, and it made about $141 million at the box office. 
It's got a pretty low rating on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. No, it's like thirty-one percent. The movie's been like eaten alive. Yeah, I mean, well, I let's I... talk about it. What did you think of it, Brittany? Well, I I loved this movie when I first saw it. When I first saw it, which I probably was closer to like I don't think it was twenty two thousand and three when I first saw it. It's probably closer to like two thousand five, two thousand six. Okay, ish. So I saw it a couple years after it came out, but I I loved it. I really really liked it. I thought it was different. Um, it has a fucking twist in there that I didn't see coming, which I'm usually really good about picking up on shit like that. And it took me to a place that I did not anticipate it to take me to at all. Right. Okay. At all. And so, I don't know. I thought it was, a, it's an interesting take. It's a cool story. They do a lot of unique, different things. I don't know. Something different than what I'd seen around the times. Right. So I, I really liked it. And to me, it still holds... To, to this day i've watched it a couple of times since it came out and then you know just watching it again now and i'm like i still like this movie i i'm i'm, I'm kind of a little bit uh on the fence with this one uh i was okay well i'll just tell you what i think it's not a horrible film there are some choices that they made in the movie that felt really fresh and unique but then there are also areas where it doesn't, and it traipses over territory the likes of like since uh, Sixth Sense. Uh, more so, I would say it mirrors Stir of Echoes, and I can't remember which one came out first, but it is like Stir of Echoes, in my opinion, which I would say is a better film, a much cooler, more stylistic uh, film than this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I only say this because some of the choices they made in Gothica, like I said, they felt fresh. They also felt really unbelievable. Well, <laughs> like duh. there was yeah. a lot of parts <laughs> in the movie that I'm like, come the fuck on. Oh, for sure. Uh, still, I mean, it kind of pushed me along as I was watching it. So, you know, I did want to see what the hell happened. I uh, wasn't completely irritated with the movie, but there were some parts and it's like you really got to disconnect from reality. Absolutely. To kind of go along. Some of the dialogue was a little mm, sleepy. Uh, I don't know. The characters were enjoyable. Yeah, but... the characters were interesting enough, but yeah, the dialogue wasn't strong right. by any means. Um, and I completely agree with you. That's nonsensical as fuck. In a million, like half there's, the fucking uh, there's, movie makes. No I, sense. I tried to write them all down, but I just gave up. Um, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's pretty. That's. Funny. I was like, I'm just gonna watch the movie because. Usually, guys, when I watch a movie, I usually write down my favorite scenes. Anything that like strikes me as like, ah, you know, whatever. But I waited in almost till the very end of the movie before I started writing any of my favorite scenes down. So that's a that was a trigger thing for me. I did like uh, Downey Jr. in this and Haley Berry. Is it Haley? Haley. Haley Berry. I don't know why I have a problem saying that name. She's like super good. Like she's amazing. She's incredible. She could not save this film. And she's like, in my opinion, the best part about this mentally, physically, she is like so on point. It's amazing. She did everything that she should have done and better. Uh, But the story sort of failed me a little and it really sucks to me because finding out, you know, when we were looking for movies of female leads with the black female leads, we couldn't find any. We were like, Jesus Christ, you know, like, so I really, although I will say that, you know, even though this isn't like a great movie, it is a really good story for the strength of women. And like what they can achieve, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But I really think that it's like, you know, it's a strong female lead role. And I think that's what turned her on to doing the role. But 
It's kind of a little bit more in the thriller category, but it does have ghosts and shit in it, so it's horror in my opinion. Um, we can argue semantics about that all day, every day, but like, what makes a horror movie a horror movie? Right. To be honest, like you're you determine if a horror movie is a horror movie. Right. So. I mean, all in all, it's still a really good, I think it's a good horror movie uh, for the mainstream. Um, it's not my particular taste. Yeah. I, I, I'll probably watch it again just when I forget what it's about kind of thing and be okay with it. You know what I mean? But it's it's like a popcorn flick, I guess you can say. Yeah. Just pop out, You just pop it in and zone out. Nothing too much of substance, but enough to keep you watching. So right. that's how I felt about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it carries you through from start to, to finish. So that's really all you can ask for in a movie. Right. I've had a harder time watching lots of other movies. So <laughs> Oh sure, but even I'll those you're I think I think you just expect something of this caliber, a forty million dollar movie. Yeah, uh, and huge actors. Right. Yeah. You, it's like there's a lot of like talent in this movie. A lot. And man, I I I, I watch Downey play and I even watched some of the interviews that he did during that time. Man, he's not very charismatic back then. No. He is now. Yeah, he is now. He wasn't then. Yeah, he like he's super charismatic tell. now. It's crazy. You can completely. T- I think playing Iron Man has really made him super charismatic. Right. To be he's honest, got an iron dick that, now. That character. Yeah. Is how he is now outside of that it character. is. It's like, almost like the he, same yeah, person. It's so true. He has adapted Iron Man one hundred percent. But even anyway, when you see him in interviews now, he's just very charismatic. But you know, it comes with age, I guess. I think so. It's He's been fucking 15 years, so. He doesn't have to say anything. Just stare at him. His, I'm telling fuck. you, though, it's weird. Like, <laughs> I look weird. at his eyes. Yeah. His eyes look like little baby eyes. He grew into them. Yeah, like his head grew into his fucking weird eyes. I think it's, his, I think it's how they have his hair. Honestly, no, I think it's, it's how they not. Have his hair. It's, it's weird. almost like a different person. Yeah, he's weird. It's almost like he had, like, fucking plastic eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> He does look I'm creepy. sorry, Dowdy, but your fucking we- eyes are weird in this movie. Tripping us out, bro. Yeah, tripping you're tripping us me out. out, bro. It's weird. He looks like he's gonna like suck on your head or something weird. Like, but when you <laughs> when, <laughs> when you watch Deborah Logan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look out, he's coming for you, <laughs> dude. On Instagram, did you see my fucking post? I posted the fucking Deborah Logan thing, <laughs> yeah. and I was like something about like find out what we think about Deborah Logan. <laughs> sucking on a child's head <laughs> and her crazy fetish with it and how to prevent, how to old, prevent people old people from doing from it feeding your children <laughs> from su- from doing it from too sucking on your children <laughs> you want a gummy from grandma <laughs> uh, no grandma fuck you <laughs> calm down grandma give me a word that's original yeah. piss off you're on the wrong head no, i'm yeah. kidding oh <laughs> that's out of control anyway old Get people out. Old Get people. <laughs> Go home. Get out. <laughs> Get to leave. <laughs> Get out. Anyway, to give you guys an idea about the story um, before we get into some of the trivia and then, of course, the spoilers. Um, oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that yet. <laughs> well, the story is essentially about this doctor, this psychiatrist who works at a prison. She does criminal psychology and she's trying to help out people who have really lost their minds. And she's very empathic and she's like very caring of these people. She doesn't like to over medicate them because that's like the simple solution. And you can tell that she really cares about people. And uh but she's a little naive, too, in, in some regards, too. And well, I think one of the main points, I think, that is the epitome of the movie and kind of wraps it up at the end is the fact that Penelope Cruz says, 
she's well she tells penelope cruz the chloe character you got to trust me and she was like how do you how does how do you trust somebody that thinks you're crazy mm-hmm. and it's like fuck man that's a really good point it's deep it has some deep it's ass deep. shit penelope fucking by the way the movie opens up with penelope cruz talking about fucking slitting the throat slitting the throat of somebody like like she's just like playing the part and i was like yeah and i'm like god damn and yeah she's she's like like, i cut it like a fruit yeah like an apple (laughs) or whatever and she's like well why did you do it so he'd stop fucking me and i'm like oh my god (laughs) this is the first like two minutes of the movie and i'm like like, calm down penelope jesus christ like so i don't know that that was one of the things too when i first saw it i was like this shit's gonna be good yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh this is good two minutes in and She's already like, so he'd stop fucking me after she's talking about him splitting Adam's Adam's apple open like a piece of fruit in a summer's day or something. Yeah, on a summer's day. She's got that accent and I love it. She's like, it's like a piece of fruit on a summer's day. day. I'm like, oh, she's French. I'm pretty sure. Penelope Cruz. Yeah, I don't think she's French. I think she's Colombian. Maybe you're right. Yeah, Cruz isn't a real. It's not French. French name. (laughs) But she could be married. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. She could be. Who knows? God, Brittany. Sorry. She probably isn't even Colombian. Anyway, she's a crazy bitch, okay? Like in the beginning of the movie. And you really don't trust her at all. But the the back and forth between her and then one day. She's Spanish. She's Spanish, but she speaks French too. Spanish, probably. But she does kind of have like a like a weird accent anyway. I love it. English is not her first language. (laughs) That's what we're saying. Okay. (laughs) Calm down. Probably is. Yeah. Uh, no. Sorry. I don't think it is, actually. <laughs> I don't either. But <laughs> <laughs> Shell tweets us, English is my first language. Go fuck you guys. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> She'll stop giving me a godfather accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a sick Twitter on you. Fuck no, the beyond the void. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but anyway, so essentially her husband, she goes, you meet him. He's like the the director of the fucking prison, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Some he's, psychiat- psychiatric firm. He's like the basically like. Why is she seeing him if she's, you know what I mean? Like, is that allowed? I don't know what the fuck. It's like fraternizing with the fucking people. Well, that, they're, yeah, well, they're married. So I don't know if they were married prior to coming on to working there oh. or if they met there and then got married. They don't explain that at all. But yeah, it seems kind of weird, too. Because it's like, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I think you can, even though. He's like the main boss, and she's just a psychiatrist there, though. Now when he sucks on her face. Oh, he eats it. He pulled a Deborah yeah. Logan. <laughs> she was like, please stop. Just straight up. Brush your teeth. Oh, leave Hallie alone. God yeah. damn. <laughs> He's leave almost... someone for the rest of us. <laughs> but to make a long story short, guys, essentially what happens is is that she goes home that night. She's really good buddies with John, Robert Downey Jr., she goes to go home. The road's closed off. She has to go across this bridge off this side road when all of a sudden she sees a girl in the middle of the road. She almost swerves to hit, not hit her. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, she wakes up in a mental institution, like in the prison that she went to where Chloe goes to, which I don't think would ever happen in real life, by the way. They don't put a psychiatrist that's like, has patients in the same fucking hospital or prison or any of that shit. They would never do that. I don't think you can do yeah, that. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It seems sense. like you can't, but, you know, fuck it. They probably don't care. Probably but, would. But her... They put, they put prosecutors and cops in the same prisons as people they put away. Uh, so. Maybe. maybe. I just thought not. that was a little bit of a stretch. And then her doctor happens to be her friend Downey Jr. Yeah. Who, Dr. Graham, 
who had to fight the system to get her because there that's also another thing if you're too close to somebody you really shouldn't do it you're not supposed to you're not supposed to but they they gave him some leeway to be her therapist uh because he knows her so well and that she was also a really good therapist as well, like a, a psychiatrist. Yeah, they needed the same battle of wits, I think. Yeah, they needed somebody that was strong enough, and she was one of the... He, he and her were one of the strongest, but she was better than him. Anyway, so she finds out that she killed her her husband, who is the guy who runs the psychiatric firm or whatever. Yeah. So, and then she... Everything unravels, you know, pretty much like With an that. axe. Yeah. She kills him with an axe. Whoa, whoa. You don't jump into that yet. Yeah, Jesus. I'm jumping into it. But they play with you to make you think, um, you know, did she do it or did she not? And oh. if she did it, how is it? But you wonder if the, the girl that she almost hit is a ghost. And But there is some uh, interesting trivia. Did you want to go over some of that? Sure. So Halle Berry actually broke her arm filming um, this a specific scene in this movie, which was... One of the first scenes that she has with Robert Downey Jr. after she's been committed to this hospital for supposedly killing her husband. Um, so they're doing this hospital interrogation and he's supposed to just grab her arm and twist, but he twisted too hard and actually snapped her fucking arm. Yeah, like what the fuck? And I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah how, like, was he still on drugs though? Well, I mean, she <laughs> is kind of. She's frail, thin. But you know what I mean. She's so, not that frail. But Christ, man, like, really? calm down. When maybe he was doing coke. Was he on drugs? Because <laughs> that's probably why. Yeah, he was like, ah. But, so they actually had to halt the production of the movie for eight fucking weeks <laughs> until her oh, arm got crazy. better. That's crazy. Which is nuts. Good job. He was like, oh, sorry, I fucking... heard a pop, and I was like, that was wrong. <laughs> Great job with your PCP strength, you dick. Yeah, she had a spaghetti arm. Break her fucking noodle arm. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. I'd be so mad. I would be like, Jesus, I'd dude. I'd be like, drug test that fool right now. <laughs> He's got some crazy drug strength. So Halle Berry was listed as a potential nominee on the 2004 Razzie Award nominating ballot. If you guys don't know what the Razzie Awards are, it's pretty much it's the an award films. show for making the worst movies ever made. Right. Um, or starring in the worst movies ever made or whatever. Um, she was suggested in the worst actress category for her performance in Gothica. I don't think I think that's fucked up. But she failed to receive a nomination, however. So nobody agreed, I guess. Whoever put up for it initially didn't actually agree. However, the next year she got a nomination for worst actress in the film Catwoman in two thousand and four and she won. (laughs) For the worst performance is Catwoman. I'm like, come on. Like they say, the first time you don't succeed, try Try again. again. (laughs) To get a Razzie. I don't know. There's so many movies that have like won like a million Razzie awards that I fucking love, so I really don't give a shit. Well this movie actually won awards with like the Teen Choice Awards. It got MTV awards. It got all these other awards got like six awards i don't know how legit those are but i mean i'm just saying like well teen choice isn't exactly (laughs) a big movie but it is a strong female uh movie so Mm -hmm. i mean you know that would make sense like i don't know oh for sure um (laughs) so this is the directorial debut for the director of the movie actually in america kasovitz says first american film production right yeah um which i thought was pretty cool he was a French director. That's yeah. why I didn't really recognize any of his other movies, really. Um, and then this one, and then I I wanted to talk about John Carroll Lynch, actually, because I really like him. Okay. This is the first time John Carroll Lynch has actually portrayed a serial killer in film, mm. um, which obviously, as we all know, he's gone on to portray 
many different serial killers and many other films yeah. since then. Um, probably most notably for um, he was the Zodiac killer in the Zodiac movie in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, he was Twisty the Clown and yeah. or AKA and I guess, well, no, and John Wayne Gacy in 2011's American Horror Story series. Yeah, because I think he was at the one that was sitting at the table at the hotel. He was John Wayne Gacy in Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was Twisty in um, the circus. Right. Um, whatever the fuck it was called. Freak Show. But he's also in, well, no, no. Oh. Yes, two seasons. Yeah, it was Freak Show and then he was also yeah. in this newest one, the... The Cult. Oh, I haven't watched Cult yet. It's pretty good, actually. Um, but yeah, he did. So he's mostly he's done three now. But yeah, Freak Show as Twisty, and then um, John Wayne Gacy in Hotel. Right. Which I knew exactly who he was the second he was on the screen, which I was hoping that they'd actually have him play John Wayne Gacy at some point because he should. Mm-hmm. He fucking looks just like him. Have you seen? Even though Gacy, like the the movie, like that they did. I don't think he looks just like him. He looks pretty close. The guy that did that plays him in the in the movie though was pretty good. Um, more I think really really spot on. But he does a good job. I think he's convincing as John Wayne Gacy. I'm okay. just gonna put it at that. <laughs> I had a few things though. There was a couple of interviews that I watched, and Robert Downey Jr. said that they'd asked him if he believed in ghosts and, like, what he thought about it, and he said that he did believe in ghosts. And then she was like, well, have you seen one? And he was like, I did. And he was like, she was like, and what happened? And he was like, I got scared. (laughs) (laughs) But then he sort of joked about it afterwards, so I don't know if he was being serious or just trying to push the... He probably just wanted to change con- conversation. Maybe. He's just like, yeah. He was really awkward in the in the in the I saw a ghost interview. Freak me out. He probably didn't want to be like, I was high out of my fucking mind and thought I saw a ghost. Right. Maybe and he thought he was being charismatic. Then I ran someone over with my car and it wasn't actually a fucking ghost. I don't know. He had some <laughs> fucking crazy story and he didn't want to talk about it. They also <laughs> asked Haley or Halle Berry Halle Berry uh, if she believed as well, and they sort of. She said she sort of saw one. She did a role where it was about Dorothy Dandridge, and she had one of her dresses. And while she had this dress, she said a lot of freaky things went on in the house. <laughs> and that made her believe that it, it was really weird. So she, she she attributed it to the dress, I guess. Oh, yeah. Spirits attached to specific objects. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think it's... That's why people have whole museums of haunted shit. Any of the ghost shows that I watch, they always talk about that. Like, you know, like, oh, the spirit of Frank Sinatra is here. And it's in, like, so many different places. I just feel <laughs> like... like I'm like, well, maybe, like, when we live, we just have, like, gushers, like, coming out of us in the ethereal world. And we're just, like emotion just splatters on the wall (laughs) like paint everywhere we go and it's like a piece of us is stained there no matter where it is that's why you can have different hauntings in all these different places i want to control how to do that because i want to haunt everywhere right we'll just take a shit on the carpet forever is that how you do it i'll (laughs) I'll shit all over these walls no you just have an emotional outburst i think it would i would think like an extremely happy time an extremely sad time an extremely violent time whatever it may be and it just splats violent everywhere it's like your body just squirts all over the wall. <laughs> I'm shit all over these walls. <laughs> also, the uh, prison that they filmed in was actually a women's prison. So they she actually didn't have to change too much. Yeah, they really didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we mentioned what Anima Sola was in the horror shots, kind of, but it's based on a Roman Catholic tradition. The Anima Sola or Lonely Soul is what it's called, is taken to represent a soul suffering in purgatory. 
Uh, many cases, they have chromolithographs that depict a female soul with many other figures such as popes and other men are commonly depicted in the chromolithographs. Uh, the sculptures and paintings they have of it in the most commonly known image of the anima sola a woman is depicted as breaking free from her chains in a dungeon setting surrounded by flames representing purgatory she appears pen penitent and reverent and her chains have been broken an indication that after her temporary suffering she is destined for heaven but I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, there's a lot of different artwork on that, but there's a famous one of this woman with the chains, and that's the, if you type in Anima Sola, you'll find that picture immediately. Mm. So uh, I'll, maybe I'll include it in the the, the uh, portion of this. So, but what about your favorite scenes? What did you think? Like, what were any that stood out to you, or maybe you wanted to point out that were bad? Um. Well, in. <laughs> I actually I like the first scene um, where she's she can't go home on the regular road that she's trying to go home on because there's an accident or no sinkhole there's like a sinkhole or some shit so she has to go a different route okay so she takes that weird creepy bridge and um which isn't that weird or creepy it looks like a normal bridge yeah, it's but the Beetlejuice it's bridge just like it, it looks like the Beetlejuice bridge and I'm all no <laughs> no <laughs> well, die there you'll be a ghost forever it's fine and then you'll just Danny Elfin dance comes around. out yeah. all tap dancing It'd be fucking hilarious <laughs> um yeah, I know I was like is that the actual Beetlejuice bridge it's not <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's yeah. not. <laughs> I think that about every bridge that looks like that I'm always like is that the bridge from Beetlejuice that's a and really famous one and then I fucking research one, yeah. it like every time well no it's not <laughs> like, it all like when we did the in the mouth of madness I know I was like yeah. that's the bridge from Beetlejuice isn't right. it and I fucking extensively <laughs> google searched that shit you and wanted it, it I wanted it to be and it, it was not it was not at all google slapped me in the face and was like fuck you bitch it's not that fucking bridge <laughs> and I was like damn it anyway um and she kind of looks away and she, she, oh, she's calling her husband on her, like her cute old little flip phone, the little cute flip phone. I know. I always think day. about that. I'm like, oh, Love they it. had him back then. Oh, that. And then the internet cracked me the fuck up too. And they're trying to look up the Anima Sola tattoo. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the internet was magic. The pictures are loading and all pixelated and they take like 20 years to load. And I'm like, oh, dial up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I yeah. remember AOL. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember the DVDs. And get the free copies anyway <laughs> um but so she, her first interaction with this ghost or um who i guess yeah she's a ghost because she ends up possessing her mm-hmm. um you don't know who the fuck she is all you see is she's a woman standing there in a white gown with her blonde hair on her face and she's Shaking. all bloody and cut up and cold because it's pouring rain right so she like swerves to miss her ends up pushing her car into a dish ditch and then comes out to try and help her and then she takes off her jacket and doesn't give it to the girl. She just like puts it on the ground, which I thought was weird. Doesn't the girl like grab her though? Or that's why not she yet. Dra- but oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I feel like she, or maybe she was going to put the jacket around her, and then the girl grabs. That's when she grabs her face maybe, and then, yeah. like sets her on fire or some shit. But yeah, because when they come back in the flashback later, she like picks her her jacket up right off the ground and like puts it back on. And I'm like, why would you just put it on the ground? Like, why'd you take it off in the first place? <laughs> why are you putting that wet rag? <laughs> it's fucking on you? raining. <laughs> <laughs> What are you thinking? And not just like raining, like raining. It's fucking yeah. pouring rain, like torrential downpour. Like right. it's ridiculous. And like it's fucking cats and dogs are flying by in the background. And you're just like, holy, <laughs> there's a horse and a fucking <laughs> twister back there. Like <laughs> they filmed twister on the other side of the set. Like it was crazy. 
anyway, but I, I like that scene because it's the first initial, um, when we meet the ghost, pretty much, you have no fucking sure. clue who she is or why she's there or whatever. Well, everything from that point in the very beginning is really cool. It is really cool. And there's a lot of really cool things in this movie. So it's like, I understand why people hate on it, but cause it's, there's a lot of inconsistencies, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, yeah, let's point out it, some that but, we can think of. Uh, why the fuck would you store mentally ill people in a glass? Oh, yeah. Prison cells? Why? Well, it's like maybe it's special glass. Why? No. Yeah, and they <laughs> have care. these like weird locks. I don't care how special it is. The observation rooms that are much better than the fucking psychiatric <laughs> ward. They're observation cells. Yeah. Right? That's so what they these call are their them, observation yeah. cells. They're glass fucking cells. Like this from f- from floor to ceiling glass. Right. I'm like, I'm what the hell? Like it's so fucking confusing to me, and especially since like you can obviously they can pick up and move their beds and shit that are on the on the ground. Right. They're not like they're not soldered soldered or whatever to the ground. Like they move because the scene later on where she goes fucking batshit. Um, oh, that was a psych ward. Oh, you're right. Because that was like that the, the, the old one. cells that are real thin. But I don't care either way. They don't specify the fact that it's like some special glass. So you just look at it and go, why are you storing people that are crazy? Right. They probably just added cool it because it looked cool. Because <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah. And it does. Probably wasn't even at the side of the prison. It does look super cool. So yeah. I get that. I mean, I get it aesthetically, but at the same time, I'm just like. See, the one that really bothered right. me is when she tries to escape. That's bullshit, too. And then the guy at the it. front desk, because in the beginning of the movie, they show her talking to everybody, and everybody loves her, and it's like this stark world where she goes back, and all the people that she cared about and were friends with now don't think she's crazy, and how they look at her is really interesting. But the one guy who's the security guard at the front desk hands her the keys to his car. You don't believe that part? I, I don't believe oh, that I shit do all at all. No way. If some fucking bitch that I thought just killed her husband that's absolutely batshit crazy comes up to me and goes like this and tells me to be quiet because she's trying to escape, I would fucking give her my keys too. Take it. Get the fuck away from me before she kills me too. I don't think that. I would be that's more. That's what I think. I would have. If I were. I mean, first of all, he's a security guard. That's not why he let her go. He let her go because they were friend. friends. Yeah. It's his friend. So yeah. then I understand that because honestly, like, whether I would be scared of her or not, that's my girlfriend, it's my homie. I'll be like, see you later. I guess. But my point, my problem is. I can see it, where you're coming my from. My problem is, is that how, I mean, she does say to the guard when she's leaving before all this shit goes crazy, she's like, oh, tell, make sure you tell your wife I said hi. You know, and I was thinking about it. I was like. Do people really actually tell their significant others that that person said hi? If they know them. Right. I, I do. But I'm thinking to myself, like, how well does she fucking know that guy? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, the we worst. Yeah. She walks in and sees him every day. Sure, that doesn't mean you're going to fucking make him your fucking godfather. You know what I mean? Like, of your child. Like, I'm sorry, but... No, I get you. It just makes no sense to me. Like, there was no character development between them but to make me believe that. that uh, that's all they had. So that's all they had was that little tiny snippet. And that's why I guarantee you why they had that was so it would make sense why he'd give her the keys. And a lot of people are apologizing in this movie, too. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. Yeah. Like everybody. I don't know. There's so many. There's so many weird things. Like and another thing that I didn't understand was when she successfully escapes. Why would you not immediately go to her fucking house? 
Yeah, I know. I thought that too. That's the first fucking place. Yeah, you where think else she's is she gonna, gonna go? go? If you think she actually killed her fucking husband, she's gonna go. Regardless of what you think, she's gonna go back to the scene of the crime, quote unquote. She's gonna go back to her house. She doesn't believe she did it. She doesn't know what's going on. You think she did it. She's and even if she maybe she did do it, and she wants to go cover some shit up or do whatever the fuck. Right. She's, that's, obviously, that's where she's gonna fucking. That's what go. I thought of when she grabs the key. I'm like, wait, is this her house? I'm like, so stupid. Why would you go back there? But she just didn't care. No, then that's why I was like, you're going to get caught. You're going to get fucking caught. There was a lot of other stuff in the movie that did just is just like, what? But, oh, and how it wasn't cleaned. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, they didn't. The cl- crime scene. Oh, they well, they don't have to because she didn't have family and he didn't have family. I don't know. They pretty much jump on top of that shit. And the lights were still on, too, by the way. Yeah, the lights were still on. The, the shit wasn't cleaned up and it's been weeks <laughs> yeah. since the crime. And while I did it, I did appreciate the fact that they showed the the worms and shit crawling through the rotted fruit. That was cool. Yeah. In the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Loved that. However, if that shit was still upstairs left like that, all the blood and stuff everywhere, there would be fucking flies and larvae and maggots everywhere. everywhere. Right. Everywhere. The blood would not still be that color. I thought about that, too. And she walks up the stairs and steps on the blood and it it's like dry. Yeah, well, it would be dry. It would be hard. Yeah, it would be super hard. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't wouldn't squish down that carpet. That area would be hard and crusty. Right. And it would be kind of At least the color of the blood was darker. It still wasn't not... A lot of it's a lot of movies like fuck that, that up. At they least. do all the time. That's one of the but biggest. But it's it's better than most. But there that's there that's actually leading into one of the scenes that I was going to mention because I love that scene. The only scene that I liked in this movie really is the scene where it shows her killing her husband Doug Gray and Doctor Doug Gray and he's like at the top of the stairs dragging his dangle leg. His dangle leg. <laughs> Which is like his 10 little times smaller leg. than his body. And Which I'm like, I, well, what? I wondered how they did it because like- It's cool as It fuck. looks real. Like yeah. I was like, his little leg that she chopped up with an ax is like fucking, I don't know. Like it's really, <laughs> it looked fucked up. And then she, and they didn't show the hand getting cut when he tries to block. They kind of do. They, they, yeah, they flash it. It's but they really don't. quick. But I mean, obviously their budget- went to who was in the movie and they the dangle leg in the dangle leg <laughs> it didn't really go to a lot of practical effects or anything right which is a fucking shame quite honestly because it could have you're just, gonna kill somebody in that kind of a fucking manner show it well it was a pg-13 movie too yeah. right well yeah but there's a lot of P- P- well no it was 2003 pg-13 didn't get to push the envelope as much back then no so this not, was yeah. pretty shocking for 2003 yeah it was pushing the boundaries yeah so this was this was a lot um especially with the sexual connotations in it too. oh because it got fucking weird yeah like real fast yeah. and i didn't see that coming that's one of the things i really appreciated about god this movie loves is and sees all his children that when how that they um circled that back yeah i was like oh that was good yeah ew <laughs> i don't know he says it exactly like he says it said it to her which really kind of makes it really dark. It was gross. Like, yeah. if you guys are already listening to this point, I mean, obviously we're spoiling stuff at this point, but go ahead and tell the tell what he. Oh, so basically in the beginning and then the end. Um. Oh, like what he says. Yeah, what he says in the beginning. Oh, to so her. he tells her she's having trouble with the case for Chloe or Penelope Cruz's character, and he tells her to throw water on a mirror, and he says so. What do you see? What do you see? Or who is she in this situation? Or no, what who, What does she see? And she sees a distorted image of herself, obviously, like the water on the mirror. And who are you in this scenario? And she says, I'm the mirror. 
Yeah. And then he said, and then she turns around to him. She's like, well, then who are you? And he's like, I'm God. And then it comes back later when it's revealed that. Yeah, it's like a cute moment in the beginning. It is kind of a cute moment in the beginning. and But then it comes back full circle to be really fucking creepy <laughs> because he says, uh, to tell you guys now, again, spoilers, but he's a fucking rape, rapist and murderer. And he, like, abducts girls and tortures them in this fucking, like, basement under their farmhouse or some shit. Yeah, Willow Creek. Whatever. And he tortures them with his friend, who is the fucking cop. Right. And um, then eventually they kill them. And Which you don't find out right away. No, you don't. They did a good they job hiding it. that. They do fucking milk it. But then at one, at one point when she finds the fucking tapes of him slapping around this girl or whatever, and then he's like about to rape her or whatever, fuck it, whatever he's doing, he turns the... Um, the viewer, the viewer thing on the camera camcorder around so he can see himself. Right. And then he starts like adjusting his tie and stuff. And what does he say? Like, man, it's good to be God or something. And I'm yeah. ew, like, like yeah. Like he's using that line on his victims and his wife. And his wife. Like, like, yeah. I don't know, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, you, but, yeah, it is creepy. And they threw me with the girl that was that they find in the basement or that she finds. Right. In there too. Yeah. I was like, oh God, what the hell? <laughs> like. I didn't. I thought that was another like they, deranged illusion, and they actually like was. This, why didn't you go back? Why didn't because you then leave? I want to get caught, and I don't kill fucking animals, you bitch. Do yeah, I don't that? get off on fucking killing. I love animals. that conversation. That's actually one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, that's a good scene, I guess. Yeah, her and um, or what's his name? What's the character's name? Because I know it's not, oh Sheriff Ryan. Sheriff Ryan. Okay, so or John John. But so she's talking to Sheriff Ryan, and she's explaining to him that she knows. Or she knows the type and that he wasn't alone or whatever, that there's somebody else involved. Um, and she figures it out as he's like realizing she's, she's figuring it right. out. Right. He's trying to get into her mind and see how much she knows and how much she's really put together. And the whole time that he's asking her these questions, she's putting it like completely solidifying the fact that he's the person that she thinks it is. So she's, she figures it out pretty quickly and then starts to kind of string him along by asking these um, exploratory questions to get him to open up more and say more functions. as he's trying to figure out what she's she... basically trying to get him to hang himself essentially is what she's doing and he starts to kind of catch on but not really and he's not really sure but he's still trying to I get don't all think this she realized right away until he gave no. her clues a he, she bit. doesn't until like the middle of the conversation and then she realizes what's going on so then she starts fishing just like he's fishing and then she basically throws it out there that she knows exactly who he is and right he figures out she knows and then they have this big have brawl this big old fight which right? by the way what fucking i don't care if it's a small podunk town which it's not by the way this is a rich area yeah, um well, got in a, the middle of fucking wherever they got their own big ass women's Dude, correctional facility like fuck. nobody has one sheriff and then no other workers, no <laughs> especially when there's someone in the fucking holding cell. Like, yeah, who does that? Stupid. I know. So they're like fighting and there's nobody there. He's like, I'll just say you got you escaped and now I can do anything I want. That's so stupid. And then the, the, the gas explosion. It was like so all the little. Effects, all the effects. Yeah, yeah dude. Like so they, they have this gas explosion that would have blown the fucking thing sky high. Yeah. The fucking pipe is huge. Like clearly they're using a lot more gas than that place needs. Yeah, and it takes like it's like the fourth time yeah. he shoots the fucking gun, then it finally like sets its But it doesn't it. burn anything. Everything goes out real quick. It and just it goes onto him. 
that like that like that explosion was oh, fucking fuck. garbage. So stupid. I know. I hate. I hate the end. I hate the ending from like that point. Right. And then all the way to the actual end of the movie. Fucking hate, and I hate the actual end. I hate the ending. Yeah, I hate uh, how they end the fucking movie. I don't like. Well, they like they they're like, oh, she's she, now she sees other dead people. They yeah, they bring it to like it's gonna be a sequel. It's Stir of but Echoes, guys. But sense. watch if you had to pick between the two guys, pick Stir of Echoes. I'm like, stop. Like, have I'm you lying. seen Stir of Echoes? No. Oh my god, you need to watch that. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. You should watch <laughs> that tonight or whatever with Mouse. If you haven't seen it, you yeah, should. It I've it's never, good. I think I've it's on uh, Amazon too. I, I prefer it over this. Probably. But she does. I think she did a really good job in the acting role. I think it's a it's it's an okay movie. It's an average movie with a big budget. I like pretty it. much. It has a lot of cool scenes that pretty much like almost make up for it. Like disassociate yourself with the logistics of what's going on. And the beginning you'll probably is cool. Enjoy it, I like the beginning. I thought the beginning was legit. Yeah, the first half is really solid, and then it starts to take. Towards the middle, it starts to kind of go a little weird. Oh, it went wonky for me first thir- after the first act. Real fucking weird. But then that they do it kind of well, I guess, with mm-hmm. their plot twist. It's interesting. And you're like, well, that came out of left field. And I didn't anticipate that fucking at all. Right. And I didn't. I was like, I didn't think they'd be fucking, he'd be a rapist murderer at all. I didn't. I mean, he could totally do it i i started to catch on right before he went into the cell was like wait i thought there was another guy because that was what oh with him i figured that out yeah Yeah, with with uh john's character like i figured that out pretty quickly but i meant the husband the husband yeah yeah i was i didn't realize that that's where they were gonna take the the movie like i didn't know how she was gonna prove it wasn't her if she was even because they did they they don't really allude to the fact that it's not it is it's just her saying it's not her and you're like battling yourself on, do you believe her or not? Like, is she fucking nuts or is she telling the truth? She didn't actually do it. Is she possessed? And and then how they put in the whole possession is fucking weird too. Like, why would they fucking go after and kill that guy's daughter? Yeah, I don't know. That's like their boss. Yeah, that is weird too. He's like yeah. the main boss, and I'm like, why would they I, kill that I, dude's? Early kid? on, I was like, oh, was he part of it? Did he kill his own daughter or something? And then I was like, oh, that it's not right. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I just didn't. None of that made sense to me, like how they come across her character, how they right. it felt like an afterthought of how they put her character into it and why how they explain her backstory and yeah. why she's what possesses them. I'm like, why is he why does he have to be part of it at uh, all? That character? I don't understand because he's like the main He's a step up above like her husband. Just is a throwaway character. So he's legit like their boss or her, his boss. And I'm like, why would he? I guess that's trying to show his power or the fact that he, maybe he can get uh, away with whatever he wants to. But yeah, because he thinks he's God. I so, guess. So like yeah. maybe now I just answered my own question. I guess now it makes sense. But <laughs> whatever. So, so I mean, if you had to give it a rating, what would you give it? I'd like probably a, give it like a solid like four and a half or five. Yeah, I wouldn't give it much more than that. No, I, don't, I wouldn't give it more than that. I was surprised. Much, I thought you were going to be higher, like a no, six or something. I mean, I think it's a good movie. But do I think it's fucking incredible? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I think Halle Berry is one of the biggest reasons why I give it that kind of a score, because she's sure. fantastic. And John as well is why I give it. He's good. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's really creepy. fucking solid in everything he does. And this is like his first initial role to being that type of character. And I think he did a really good job. And that opened up a lot of doors for him. And now he gets to, you know, I don't know. I I feel like if I ever wanted to play repetitive roles, I would always want to be a serial killer, too. So that's pretty well, cool. <laughs> and John Carroll Lynch we're talking about, by the way, guys, is like that balding guy. He's like bald, pretty much. Tall, bald guy. Yeah. And he's like oafy kind of big guy. Uh, 
he's really good at the creepy role. And if you watch some of the interviews with him about anything, he's just so well-spoken, like a serial killer anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he just talks like, oh, that it's it was sharp performance was absolutely delightful. He's great listening it's great, to his man. interviews. I like watching him. Dude, I fucking interview. love him in the, in the, in the invitation. I'm telling you, this creepiest, most uncomfortable fucking role he's done. It is really like the is that the, the, the dinner party movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He tells the story about how he kills his wife, and it's just like you could cut the fucking tension in the room with, with the a knife. knife. Yeah, yeah like, I love that. He's an incredible actor. And then he just turns it back into like making you feel comfortable and uncomfortable. Yeah. We should do like we already did that one. No, not that one. But I was uh, saying we should do another uh, episode of like movies he's in, or at least another movie he's in. John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, maybe we can. Well, what do you guys think? Have you seen this movie? Would you go see this movie? Uh, we had to rent it. I couldn't find it anywhere else. No, I had to rent it too. It's like three bucks. Yeah, it was like Prime. three bucks. It was really not that bad. But I was surprised. Uh, I thought it would have been somewhere else. And I remember it was on Netflix. It was for the longest time. and like I feel like every time we go to watch every something, time. I know. it's fucking not on anymore. It's because it's like we see it and us. it sits in the back of our heads. And then we're like, oh, yeah. I mm. feel like Netflix listens to the show. <laughs> and they're like, they're going to watch this movie next week. Pull it. Yeah. Or maybe the film producers, you know. Get it off. Yeah. Get it off. Make them pay. Make them pay. They're going to review our movie. They're going to pay for it. And that's exactly what it feels like. Hey, man. They're well, going to make some money somewhere. You're they, fucking welcome. They made. And, and the, the crazy thing is, is they made like almost four times. Times the amount is nuts, right? And it it is still got low ratings, so it's weird. Yeah, and everyone shot on it, but they still paid to go see it. So. Right, I guess so. Well, guys, I think that's it for our flesh and potatoes today. We will not be back on Thursday, but we will be back on Monday. Really got a lot of work that I'm doing, so I hope you understand again. Uh, I know some of you do. Um, if you can, of course, try to share the episode if you enjoyed this or any of the episodes we do for that matter. It really goes a long way to help us reach more people and grow. Find more like-minded individuals like yourself. So thank you guys for listening. and Stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.